0: Hi everybody, it's Tova from Operation Tuketop, and this is a late night special. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's Friday night, and this is happening a little bit later than I expected, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I'm just glad that you're listening before I pass out on this microphone, because it's been a very long and hard week. Um, So give me one second to figure everything out, and then we'll get started. So if you've been listening to the podcast or you've read my blog, you know that the kid started school this week, which was very emotional and very difficult, but he has been uh, absolutely amazing and so much better than I could expect. I was the one that behaved badly, lots of tears, lots of chest thumping, but yeah, he's been amazing. And pretty much every single morning we have had to get him up at six, which has not been great. And then get him outside by 6.35 for the bus pickup. So uh, last time I talked, it was, I think, Tuesday evening, which was our first bus pickup. And Wednesday morning, he was up by 5. And we were like, oh, good. You're excited about going on the bus. Fantastic. We don't feel like we're sending you off to some camp. And uh, then Thursday morning, he was exhausted and grumpy. And he cried a little bit. And that was a bit of a challenge. But he he did go inside but into the bus. But I did. my, My heart... Broke a little bit. And it was funny because on Wednesday I stayed home and he was supposed to be dropped off, I think at 1250. And I had said to the nanny like, okay, we'll come at 1230 so that you can meet the bus driver. So in the future when you do the pickup, they know who you are and you're not just a stranger taking my child. And I, it was 1215 and I look out the window and the bus is already there. And I'm like, I'm not even wearing a bra. So, like, throw on a t-shirt, um, put on my ballerinas, wearing, like, leggings, run downstairs. I it was not a good look. And he comes out of the bus super happy, and I'm like, oh, great. You're supposed to be here almost 35 minutes later. Like, great, here, hi, free peep show. Welcome, everybody. So I have to say, though, I'm very grateful that he's happy to go into the bus. He's happy when he gets home. Knock on wood, this trend continues, but I think this was a fantastic start. So I guess back to Wednesday was my last kind of day off. This has not been a vacation or a holiday in any way. Uh, I don't know even why I thought, oh, six days off, mini breaks of fun. Yeah, no, it's been disastrous. So um, hopefully in a couple weeks I can take a couple days off and actually do very little. So Wednesday afternoon, after the nanny came and then he had therapy, I had a few hours, like over five hours to kill before my dinner plans with a friend. So I decided that I was just going to walk. I had to clear my head. I had to get out of um, my gray gardens and kind of explore the city that I love so much. Now, the funny thing is that, a little side note, at work, we're doing this walk challenge that our organization has organized with Virgin Pulse. So it's some kind of satellite thing. I don't know really what's happening. I think they're probably getting as much information about their future consumers, but fine. It's fun. Walking challenge. Yay. So we are a group of people called the Wandering Wieners, Venus. It's brilliant. My friend came up with that. And our goal is to, you're supposed to reach at least 10,000 steps a day. Now, 10,000 steps a day for me is fine because I kind of live like a hummingbird, so I'm constantly moving. Um, But getting beyond 15,000 can be a bit of a challenge when you have a desk job. So Wednesday, by the end of the day, I had something like 24,000 steps. I went a little nuts. So the walking challenge is a lot of fun. Office Twin is feeling the pressure. I didn't know he was competitive and he walked in this morning. He's like, I have 28,000 steps from yesterday. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, so now game on 30,000 steps coming up for me. So anyway, my free afternoon on Wednesday, uh, I left the house like quarter to one, and I was like, "Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I don't want to just sit in a cafe, so I'll end up just being on Pinterest or reading celebrity gossip. I need to, I need to get some walks in." And I had downloaded quite a few podcasts of my favorite murder, and I thought, ah, "I'm going to go be a bit of a tourist because I love it when I have that time." So I walked down um to Kevin Brook which is uh, an Ubon station and I took it to Schönbrunn, and I decided to check out the Schönbrunn Palace, and um, if you live here, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's kind of known as the mini Versailles. I guess it's a replica of Versailles, but kind of a smaller scale, and it's gorgeous, and every time I see it, which is not that often, I keep thinking, wow, this is majestic. It's incredible. It's this not-great-yellow building, and Fun fact, Maria Theresa, who was an empress of Austria, who had something like 17 children, because obviously she didn't figure out birth control, uh, she loved the color yellow. So if you're in Vienna, you'll see a lot of buildings that are painted this awful yellow because that was her favorite color. I think she was trolling. I think she was like, let's see how much they listen. Um, So everything's yellow. So this amazing Schoenbrunn, the mini Versailles, if you get off the Schönbrunn U-Bahn station, you have to walk about five minutes kind of along the palace outer grounds and then you take a left and then you've got the beautiful palace and um I'm not gonna do a whole tour thing even though I try to make my podcast a little bit vienna based but anyway I'll tell you kind of about my walking tour of the city so you walk into the gates of the Schönbrunn it's this amazing palace and the key is to kind of keep walking towards it and then either you take a right or a left and then you kind of walk around the palace, and then you've got the glorious gardens, these incredible gardens. And what you'll notice at the end of the gardens is this kind of huge fountain. It's called the Neptune Fountain. And at the, there's a hill behind it, and then there's this kind of recreated Roman um, structure, and it's called the Glorietta. And there's a cafe up there. So anyway, I decided listening to a podcast about murder. I um, took a walk through the grounds, and then I walked up the hill, which is deceivingly, it, it doesn't look like it's super steep, and then you start walking, and you're like, what is this, the Alps? Like, what is going on here? So you walk up, and then you've got an incredible view of the city and the palace, and then you get to the top, and you've got this incredible glorietta, which has this little cafe that you can go to. It's overpriced, but it's kind of worth it when you've walked up that stupid hill. Get yourself a little apple strudel, maybe some schnapps, have a coffee it's nice um but I decided just to take in the view take a few pictures and then I kind of walked down the side and you can kind of go a little bit through the forest but because I was listening to a podcast about murder I was like this is where Tova gets slaughtered so I'll stick to the main path and then I kind of did a winding walk down and then you can go through um kind of beside the zoo and I saw a couple of ostriches which was kind of cool I was like sup ostrich And then you walk through um, these beautiful gardens and there's a Palmen house, which kind of keeps palm trees. I guess that's what they do. It's this kind of glass conservatory. And then I made my way to the heats Uban station. Now the thing was, is I realized that my internet wasn't working on my phone and internet is lifeblood for me. So I was like, what is happening? I'm going to have to call the my internet provider, I'm gonna lose my shit. But then I saw McDonald's, so I decided to kind of stand outside of McDonald's and use their Wi-Fi, um, cause I have no shame. So I stood there for about twenty minutes updating and I was trying to uh I was waiting for my friend to confirm which restaurant we were gonna meet for meet at in the evening. So then I checked my Facebook, check stuff, and then I'm like, okay, I still have like three and a half hours before I have to meet somebody for dinner. I'm going to get on the U-Bahn and let's go to Heiligenstadt. So I get on the u and it's about 20-minute U-Bahn ride. And I decide to take the 38A bus. So you can take this bus and it will take you to the top of the hill called Kalenberg. But I decided that I was going to stop after get off after a couple of stops and check out my old street that I lived on, which was Kallenbergstrasse. So I got off at my old bus stop and you get all that angsty feeling that you have feelings that you have when you're uh, 13 and uh, walked up the side street, and then I walked down Armbusta, uh, I think, Gaza, where a couple of my friends used to live. And just if they're listening, you should know the place you should live in looks completely different. There's landscaping, I don't even think it's the same building. Um, Yeah, it's a lot nicer, and it was nice when you lived there, but this is insane. Anyway, so I kept walking, and I went around the corner, and then I hit kalenbeck and I walked up, and I looked for my old house, and I had been, I was there about 13 years ago, because I was feeling nostalgic when I moved back here, I was like, I need to check out the old house, and when we lived here, we lived in this 1920s, I think it was from the 1920s, 1918, and it wasn't very impressive from the outside, it was yellow, funny enough, it was a yellow color. It had this little driveway and then you had to walk up a few steps and then you walked in and there was a lot of kind of wooden beams and it wasn't very airy and open and there was no granite countertop. International House Hunters, number one priority, but it was lovely and upstairs there were, I think three or four bedrooms. I lived in the basement because so I wasn't that attractive and you know, it was an interesting house to live in, which I'll have to talk about in another podcast. I'm going to go more into depth into that another time. But, uh, I w- finally found our old address and I looked and it's the same kind of garage entrance. And then the house is completely different. I think they kept the bones of the place, but they've modernized it, but not in a nice way. It's not great. I don't like what they've done with the place and they've split it into two houses. Um, I was disappointed, but the thing was I could just buy the side garden and, it brought back a lot of memories, but also I was like, why would you break this up into two? Can't a rich person just buy one house? It's, come on now. No, it was um, it was it was funny to see, and a lot of strange memories came back of that place. We lived there for about three years, and I remember there was a um, one of I think it was the guest bedroom. If you looked out, you could see a view of the vineyards, so that was incredible. Uh, anyway, so walked by the house, and then I decided to cross the street and go to the Beethoven Park which is a place that had a basketball court, and it still has that, and then a playground. So sometimes my brother would go to the playground, or I would go to the basketball court. And I was 5'2", and I still am, so I never had a big career in bas- uh, basketball, but I like to shoot some hoops. You know, hoping for somebody to come by and be like, hey, you're quite good at that. You should be on my team. Anyway, so I walked around Beethoven Park, and if you go past the playground, you go down a few, a little bit of a hill, you'll see this beautiful stream It's this gorgeous little walkway with um, kind of the backs of houses. It's gorgeous. And, of course, I got a little bit freaked out because I was like, again, listening to a murder podcast. I was like, this is where the idiot Canadian gets murdered in a really nice suburb of Vienna. So I stayed for just a couple minutes, and then I walked around a little bit more, and then I was like, no, I'm done with my little nostalgic tour. I'm going to walk down to Nussdorf. So if you keep walking down Kalembergastrasse downhill, you're going to he- hit the area called <clears throat> Neusdorf. And what's really cool about the, kind of the bottom end of Kalenbeke Strasse are all these um, buildings that are from the 1600s. And it's Beethoven's house is there. And then if you keep walking, you really have these incredibly old facades. And it's, it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. And I don't know why it's not mentioned more often, probably is mentioned all the time, and I'm just like, why doesn't anybody come here? Um, but it's it's lovely, and it was nice to see that again. And uh, the whole, I, originally I was going to research what Neustorf was before doing this podcast, but I uh, ended up getting distracted, so I did not have time. So that's on my list to figure out what the history of Neustorf is. Noose Neus means nut. Dorf is village, so it's nut village, and I hope it has some charming Nutella story, like Hazelnut's Fell, and this is where they found Nutella. Who knows? It's, I'm going to look into it. So anyway, I walked down to the Neustorf kind of uh, tram station, and I caught the D-Tram, and then I took the D-Tram up to Hauptbahnhof, also known as Südtirolerplatz, and the funny thing is that um, up until a few years ago, Südtirolerplatz, still a new bond station, was separate from the Südbahnhof, which is South Train Station. Now the city pumped a bazillion euros into creating a main train station, and now it's called Hauptbahnhof, which means the main train station. And Südtiroler Platz U-Bahn Station was supposed to be called the Hauptbahnhof. Now, the five Südtirolians that live in Vienna got really upset that the name would change. Now, here's a little history lesson. Um, Südtirol is a region of Italy which has primarily Austrian origins. And I guess at the end of World War Two, the Italians were like, ah, eh, this area has nice mountains, it's ours now. And there was a huge group of people with Austrian backgrounds who then became Italian. So there's still this kind of, ah, oh, we're Austrian, but we're Italian. And I'm like, suck it up, you've got the best of both. You've got, you're always on time, and you have pasta. Like, what is your issue? Anyway, so they tried to change the name to Hauptbahnhof. But that didn't go through. So if you go to that Ubon station, you'll see that every other sign says, Hauptbahnhof Souteron of it. Hauptbahnhof it's hilarious. Anyway, so um, took the D-Tram there, and then I decided to go to the Belvedere Palace. And that's actually not far from where we live. And I went to the top of the Belvedere, and you walk through this kind of beautiful entrance to a palace, and there's gates, and then you've got this very pretty palace it was a palace day it really was and there's a huge fountain and on the right are the botanical gardens which are gorgeous as well anyway so you walk towards the palace and then again you take a left or you a right and then I went to the right and then you hit the back of the palace which just have has these um kind of this beautiful garden arrangement with fountains and it's you feel like you're in some incredible film anyway so I walked down the hill. Also, the thing with the Belvedere is that's where they keep the Klimt collection, so every university student had that KISS poster. Um, so yeah, that's if you, if you want to see lots of gold foil, that's the place to go to check out the Klimt collection. Anyway, so I walked down the steps, and I walked down the garden. There's the lower Belvedere, which I went for a Eurovision press party, completely random, and then I decided to walk from there um, past Schwarzenbergplatz where they had this like Russian soldier and a huge fountain. And then I walked along the Ring and I made my made my way through Stadtpark. Then I went to Landstrasse and then I finally ended up at a Georgian restaurant to meet my friend. And uh, there's a place called Ala Verde, which used to be called Satra Pezzo. And I love Georgian food because it's pretty much the only restaurant type that we ate at when we lived in Moscow. And, uh, my one tip with Georgian food, you're going to want to have the Hachi puri, which is pretty much a Georgian pizza. And you can get one. I think it was the Hachi Magruli, which is like cheese bread with extra cheese. Just why not do it? And then I had the Kinkali, which are these type of meat dumplings. And the trick with that is you, it looks like a bit like a mushroom. So you pick it up and it's going to scald your hand. You're going to have webbed fingers afterwards. You take a small bite drink the soup or the broth that's in this dumpling, and then you eat the rest, and you go, no, this is amazing, I love it. Anyway, so we had a really good time, and then after dinner, I felt like I was going to pass out, so we decided to walk uh, back home, because we both live around, like, my friend lives around the corner, so we walked back through Stadt Park, and I was like, this is where people get murdered, and it was a beautiful night, it was fantastic, and then I ended up falling asleep within a few minutes of getting home. So, That brought us to Thursday morning, which, again, had to get the kid up, and he was a little bit grumpy, and when uh, the husband and I, the kid gets into the van, and the door closes, and the husband turns to me, and he's like, oh, he looked a little bit scared, and I was like, what? No, don't lie to me. Tell me he looked happy. God damn it. So I was definitely a little stressed, but everything was fine, and I made my way uh, to work, And uh, I worked. (laughs) And then in the afternoon, I had a quick meeting with somebody who's working on a fascinating project regarding autism, and maybe there's some kind of chance of collaboration in the future, so fingers crossed that uh, there's funding and that it all works out, because this could be very amazing. And then after that, I had a wine night plan, but I forget to eat sometimes when I'm about to drink, and knowing that I act like a five-year-old, I get hangry, I decide to quickly get something to eat, and I went to a place called Flatterai, which used to be called Kolar, and this is like the best business concept, so I'm giving you this advice, if you're looking to open up um, a small restaurant, it's pretty much stuffed pitas, but baked in a uh, wood-burning oven, and it's the most delicious food, they probably, probably cost them like five cents to make each pita, and they charge you a good five euros, but it's delicious. So I ordered, like, what I always do is, like, cheese and onion baked pita bread, and it was amazing. I had a spritzer. I listened to my, one of my podcasts, not mine, because that would be vain. I listened to the, my favorite murder. And this is my big question for everybody. Is it weird to see somebody just with earphones sitting, obviously kind of laughing and smiling, not talking and eating? I think it's a little weird. And I'm trying to pretend to read something else so I don't look like a freak, because I think they think I'm having a conversation or I'm just listening to music. It's weird. It's cr- i got to figure out how to do the proper podcast listening in public. This is what happens when people have a bit of anxiety. They overthink stuff. Anyway, so I ate my Flada and then I headed to Vine Plateau, which is a South African wine farm. And I've been going there for about 10 years. And the owner and his wife are absolutely lovely. And they have a great selection of South African wines. And their cheese plate is to die for. I'm just letting you know if you go, order the cheese plate. There are Peppadews, and there are different types of South African cheeses, and amazing, amazing. So there were a bunch of amazing women there last night, and it's the American Women's Association, and you don't have to be an American to join. And it's really developed over the last few years. There's definitely a different mix of women. Because I remember my mother was a member And when I moved here 13 years ago, my mom's friend was like, why don't you join the American Women's Association? And I was like, I'm not 60, um, but I was 23 at the time, but it has, uh, really developed and changed. And there are just some really fantastic women all with very interesting stories. They've traveled a lot and it's a really good network. So, um, just as a little advertising next week on Wednesday is a charity event that's open to everybody, and it will be at the Expat Center. You can find the information on Facebook. And I think it's 10 euros, and you get two cocktails, which is a really fantastic deal. And there's going to be some music, and there's going to be a talk. So I'll be there, um, probably in the corner, wearing black uh, on my phone. So it'll be great. You can you can say hi. Anyway, so spent a few hours at the Y night, and then I was like, it's late. I'm going on very little sleep. I need to head home. So I walked... Uh, I said goodbye to lovely friends, and then I headed back to Steffensplatz, and it's great because I love seeing Steffensplatz at night. It's the cathedral, and it's just lit up in this incredible way, and what makes this cathedral so different is that they have this very ornamental tiling on the roof, and it's kind of yellow and black, and then it makes like a eagle, um, it's like a mosaic of an eagle or a crest, I don't know, It's I gotta look at it closely, but it's beautiful. Anyway, so then I headed back home and, again, fell asleep immediately. This morning, uh, the kid crawled in to bed at 5, and we snuggled. And then, unfortunately, I was like, at 6, i got to get up. Time for school. But it's Friday! And uh, he was great. I got him dressed and then brought him downstairs like a complete boss. He entered the uh, bus, and I could not be prouder. And I just... I felt like a huge amount of relief to know that we got through this first week. And I think that it's, um, it's, it's a huge indication that he's adjusting really well. Or else I'm going to find out that he's been holding everybody hostage and it's going to be like, there's going to be a negotiator. He's, he's done something, but otherwise no news is good. Good news. He's been happy every night and every morning. So knock on wood, this trend continues. Um... Now, I had a lot of different things to talk about, but it's it's late, and I'm exhausted. I was going to talk about going back to school and what I was like as a kid, but I think I'll save that for another podcast, because I think that'll be funny, and I'm actually going to talk about the history of the different places I saw uh, on my huge, epic walk, Um, but right now, I'm lazy, and yeah, as I said, I'm tired, and it was funny, because uh, after work today, I dropped by to visit my friend who, uh, her apartment's just been renovated, and it's been very chaotic, and she was supposed to move in a couple of weeks ago, and I think uh, it's finally being finished, and I have to help her on Sunday, it's kind of a last minute panic, and she has to get everything in there, it's complete last minute craziness, Uh, but I got to see the place today, and it's looking fabulous, and we're going to... Talk uh furniture placement and of course bring up stuff. She's gonna make me work I think on Sunday boo. But she said she provide alcohol so I'm easy. Anyway so I got home just after six and I bought like a frozen pizza, and the kid was you know happy to see me and I was happy to see him and I was put on my pajamas. It was Friday night and the husband was going out for dinner and then I got a message from a friend who also kind of lives in the neighborhood, and we've known each other for I guess a good maybe three years, or a little bit less, and uh, she's Scottish, and she wrote me, and she's like, hi, what are you doing tonight, mind if I come by with some chilled bubbly, and I was like, come on by if you don't mind me in pajamas, so the husband went out, and then my friend came by, and we chatted, and talked, and drank wine, and we drank uh, bubbly, and it was lovely, it was kind of a a spontaneous, impromptu uh, ladies night at home, so that's why the podcast is happening later tonight, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to have that kind of spontaneity once in a while. And I think the thing that I'm looking forward to most is not having to get up at six in the morning and try to wrestle the kid to get ready for school, even though he's been such a champ. Um, tomorrow is the sensory friendly screening of Ponyo, which I think is a Japanese animation and that will be at the Film Casino. I think it starts at 2, so we're going to try it out. We'll see how long the kid lasts. I'm giving him a good 30 minutes, and then we'll head home. And in the evening is a friend's uh, partner's 50th birthday that's been planned for months, and I can't wait. I think we're going for pizza, and, uh, you know, that's my, my love language, cheese. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to try to take it as easy as possible. I'm actually physically in a lot of places, pain because I've been running the last two mornings because I was emotionally eating and I have an addictive personality. So now I'm trying to get addicted to running. It's all very healthy and, uh, my legs are killing me all day at work. Every time I uh, sit down, my boss would hear me go, Ugh. it was, it's been painful. Just, yeah, maybe I'll take a bath. Soak those vessels. Anyway, that was a very random podcast of, um, this and that. And, I can't wait to do the next one where I'm actually a little bit more coherent and maybe a little bit more awake. I'm surprised that I have not fallen asleep these last um, 25 plus minutes. Uh, Again, thank you everybody who's been listening and thank you to my friends who've been super supportive uh, for this venture and and to my parents. My parents are listening as well. And uh, thank you parents for not saying I have a face for radio. Uh, I was waiting for that, but you guys haven't done that yet. And again, stay tuned. There are going to be some interviews coming up with some very interesting people. And I will hopefully next time talk about my childhood and going to school as well as historical facts about the places I visited if I have time to actually research something, which means going to Wikipedia. Again, I just hope you have a fabulous weekend. I hope you all sleep super well. And I guess to end this lovely rambling podcast, all I can say is "Ah, toodles.